Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast, a show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. So hello, Angus Warburton. I am honoured to be invited back. Yeah, I think we've seen you before somewhere. Lucky you. (laughs) Absolutely. So as you guys probably know already, Angus Warburton's a fitness professional and a podcaster in his own right. (laughs) So how are you, Angus? And tell me three things that make you grateful. We're going to change it up a bit this time because we normally ask about the smile, but yeah. I'm very well, first of all. Good. And three things that make me grateful. I think the first one would be my close circle. I'd be nowhere without my family, my friends, my girlfriend, of course, too. Amazing girlfriend. <laughs> and the impact they have on me has been... I, admittedly, I'd say I've been quite picky with who I've chosen to surround myself. Obviously, family is non-negotiable, but they're all awesome. <laughs> we love your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I think the next thing would be my love for exercise. It took me out of, I'd say, a relatively dark place through my teenage years. And it completely changed the direction I was on in life. And then the third thing would just be my day-to-day attitude towards life. I haven't always had this upbeat, positive attitude. And I'm truly grateful for every single day. That's brilliant. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> so obviously, we talked a little bit about how we know each other um, from having your teeth whitened. Obviously, you came in to visit me again recently for a little up visit with the girlfriend. <laughs> it was. First couple's gig, which was quite exciting. Oh, wow. Pretty great. Pretty great. And obviously, from training. <laughs> I think we're missing another training session doing this podcast, oh, actually. Very tactical. We can do it here. (laughs) Um, So tell me a bit about your podcast. So my podcast is on winning. Mm -hmm. And every individual I invite on the podcast, I see as a winner. And I want to give my listeners an insight into the winning mindset. So the first question on, on the podcast is, why are you a winner? And we've obviously had a wide range of answers, one of them being from Dr. Richard himself. And it is the kind of podcast that if you're looking to feel a bit more motivated or wanting to push on with your business, your life, whatever it might be. And it's definitely worth you listening to. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's an amazing podcast. Obviously, I have it on rotation. So (laughs) get to listen to a lot of the episodes, including my own (laughs) and other people's. You know, it's really inspiring. So um, thank you so much. I think it's amazing. Um, So Tell us a little bit about some other things that have changed since we last talked on the podcast. How has your life changed? How, you know, how do you think you've grown um, both from you know, fitness, business and personal life perspective? Well, a lot's changed. Uh, definitely on a personal level, my relationship, of course. And I don't think you quite realize until you're in something that you consider quite special how much of an impact it's going to have on you in your day-to-day life. And when you're with someone who supports you and believes in you, and no matter how you're behaving as well, and how your feeling is always there for you, completely changes your life. So shout out to Izzy. Yes, yes, she's brilliant. From a business (laughs) perspective, I think my business got to a level that I always dreamed of. And three of the financial goals I wrote down in terms of cost per hour, online coaching clients were, and, and also um, I saw the book as well, which was 
another goal of mine. I think I hit those and then I suddenly was like, ooh, I don't know how fulfilled I am necessarily with that because more often than not, we set those goals and then we just want the next thing, right? Of course. And so I found that obviously then creating a podcast has really opened my eyes massively and I'm sure you have this too. You learn so much from doing this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You learn about other people, but also about yourself in some ways, you know, um, because, uh, you know, having conversations, in-depth conversations with different people. Um, but I think the big thing that's changed is I just don't care what other people think anymore. Mm. And it's such a nice position to be in. And I think that's for a couple of reasons, my close circle being one of them. But also, I just think I've got to the stage where had a complete realization that I will only ever get stick from someone below me. Mm-hmm. They will never support you if they're not doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But anyone who gives me stick about the podcast or a social media post or anything like that, I'm like, cool, you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, yeah. And it's good to be inspired by people who are obviously taking action and things like that. And whatever happens, you know, they always say there's always going to be, you know, negative or haters or whatever. (laughs) But the less that that occupies your time and peace of mind and space, that, that the better. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing should stop you on what journey you're taking. Yeah, I actually listened to really interesting analogy the other day from a guy called Alex Hormozzi and he was talking about the Queen and he does this post where he goes on and I think it had been six months or so or a few months since the Queen had died Uh, and in the post he goes on to say she's the richest woman ever uh, and what she achieved was absolutely remarkable she obviously was 70 plus years on the throne and he goes you haven't thought about her until this post in the last yes. few months or so. I remember that. I was listening to Great that. post. Yeah. And he goes, people don't care about you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like the most incredible woman achieved all these things and you haven't thought about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be you. Exactly, exactly. The more you can be yourself, the better. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about some things you like and um, I'm going to get you to tell us about them, which I think you like anyway. So first... Tell us about Man City. (laughs) Well, I didn't think this would be in the conversation, but if I was bleeding right now, it'd be blue, light blue, specifically Man City blue. And you know what? People ask me, why are you so invested in something that you have no control over? And I said, that's the exact reason. No matter how much love, no matter how much I spend on going to the games and no how much effort I go into watching them, supporting them, I can do absolutely nothing about it. And I love having that in my life. An cool. uncontrollable emotion that I'm so invested in. I just think it's incredibly exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that whole experience of the game and everything, it takes you out of the normal. Do you know what I mean? And it's something that, it's something completely removed. And as you said, you don't have to control it. It's something that you can just let go to. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think when you're a bit, I like to think I'm busy, successful as well. I like to think that too. Mm. <laughs> but, I think it's the once or twice, sometimes three times a week where I will put my phone on airplane mode or actually, admittedly, dad's watching the game up north and we're corresponding. <laughs> well, that's the like, other that thing you share. That was a terrible it. shot. So <laughs> I think there's also that element. 
uh, and just watching the game. Inexplicable emotions. Exactly, and I, I think for me, weirdly, I, having I was thinking about it the other day. It's a really special thing that I have with that. That when City are on, more often than not, I know he's watching it, watching wherever it too, he is. wherever he is, wow. and we're just obviously messaging That's about correct. the game, wow. and then as soon as the game's over. Conversation ends. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wow. That's really cool. So it actually is like father son kind of yeah bonding. Exactly, exactly <laughs> bonding time. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Well, even better if you win. <laughs> of course. Well, I'm hoping by the time this is released, Man City might be treble winners. Wow. Amazing. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you. And um, tell us about Cornwall and your love for Cornwall. Wow, gosh, you've really done your research, haven't you? So my love for Cornwall stems from my childhood. It is, without sounding too cliche, my happy place. And it's the one place where I go where sea dips I'm a huge fan of, so cold water therapy. Not to the extreme where I have a bathtub in my back garden. But there's something for me where when I walk out to sea on Constantine Bay, which is our local beach in Cornwall, where nothing else is on my mind other than the sheer beauty of what's in front of me. And it's just a special place for me. And it makes me, every time I go down, it makes me feel amazing. Yeah, they say something about being near the water, you know, it connects you and obviously connecting to nature. Um, nothing better than that. You know? Exactly. And what about your love for the North? <laughs> well, I was Bolton born and bred, to be precise, which no one believes me with the accent. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think surprising it's, you don't speak uh, support Bolton then. Uh, probably a good decision not to, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I'm quite lucky I'm a City fan. <laughs> but yeah, I obviously I was born and bred up there, and I'm constantly going back and forth the countryside you from mum and dad's. Obviously up north, and you went to school there. Went to school up north, and I guess naturally where you're from, you're always going to love, really, right? Yeah, and I think people are very friendly there, you know, and it's a good good community you know what I mean and I think also it's good to have a place other than London obviously we're in London right now amazing city but it's good to have a place to also get away from the city yeah exactly that and actually you get to walk down the street and say morning to people and they don't <laughs> look at you like you've just shot someone like in London <laughs> even if they're in your own apartment block they might be like what are you oh, seriously are you? I was walking down my street the other morning and uh, it was actually on Sunday and I think I got up really early, like 7.30 towards the shop. And there's not that many people up at that time anyway. And one chap who was walking past me just goes, morning. And I said it back, but I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no one does that right here. Yeah, Which are. is bizarre coming from a northerner, but I guess that's what London's like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And family, how, how is that important to you? I think it's everything. And more than ever, as I grow older, do I appreciate it? Because obviously you see situations around you and the situation you've had on a personal level as well. Mm. And you really start to understand as you grow the importance of having those people there in your life that no matter what happens, are there for you. If you do something terrible, they're there for you. If When you do something amazing, they're there for you. And it's that just unconditional love that regardless of what happens to you, is always there. And I think I'm so fortunate that, you know, my parents are still together. I'm best mates with all my siblings. It's amazing. So incredibly grateful for them every single day. 
Definitely. And to your friends, your friendship group, which you talked about, you know, keeping a close circle of friends. Yeah. I always say to people, show me your closest five friends and I'll tell you your future. Mm. Which, again, sounds a bit cliche, but it's true. I would be nowhere near where I am today from a business perspective if it wasn't for a certain few individuals. And you've got to be savage with who you surround yourself with. And I know a lot of people say, well, that's easier said than done. But for example, is if all you do is hang out with someone just to drink alcohol, think how actually crazy that is. And I know that's coming from a fitness coach and people go, of course, you're going to say that. But all you do is see someone and put poison into your body. And the only reason you get on with them is because you have that in common and you chat absolute rubbish with them, right? Imagine if you met someone and you actually went and played sport with them, you went to the gym with them, or whatever it might be, you went to the theater with them, or you went on a walk with them. That's real human connection. And alcohol gives you that false sense of enjoyment, when actually more often than not, in those situations where alcohol's involved, all the BS, I know I can't swear on this podcast, <laughs> but all the BS comes out, right? Mm. And those relationships we have with those individuals are more often quite false. Yeah, of course, of course. Although somebody did once say to me that, like, with British people being so reserved, you know, <laughs> if it wasn't for the pub, there would be no relationships. But no. maybe it is the pub's fault because everyone goes, oh, I'll be open at the pub. Yeah, yeah, And I'll yeah. speak my maybe mind there is when another I've had a way. few drinks. Exactly. Maybe things should change. And admittedly, the climate doesn't help in this country. Mm. I think that drives a drinking problem, let's call it. You go to places like Australia where people are much more outdoorsy. It's the weather, right? So, and I would say the Scottish and Irish are worse, just to like <laughs> insult several nations. <laughs> Stop the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, as we said, you know, there's other ways to do things, as you said, and there's ways, sport, and and plenty of other things you can do. But I think even with when it comes to exercise, as I said to you, of course, people will say you're a personal trainer, but some of the best times I've had and from an exercise perspective, might be doing team sports or something along those lines. It doesn't have to be going to the gym, getting buff, as they say. It can just be an activity that you just enjoy. Mm -mm. And you said you recently took up running again, you know, which you've been around it for a long time. But, yeah, you know. I think I've gone full circle. Mm. I went to the gym, obviously, from having been a runner at school, naturally a much smaller frame than I am now. I think now, having got to a stage aesthetically, I've kind of gone full circle and gone, actually, I'm better at running probably. So I'm still going to weights train. But I want to integrate in more running because I feel I can push myself further from a running perspective than I ever can from a weights training perspective. Yeah, and I think that's it's got a different point to it. You know, obviously you're moving around, you know, getting fresh air, you know, connecting with nature. That So... Oh, yeah, of course, connecting with nature. <laughs> exactly. And so tell us about your girlfriend. Izzy, wow, you're getting a lot of limelight in this uh, podcast. Nah, she's epic. I think that's the, the simple way of describing it. I hope she's saying the same thing about me on her podcast. But I think it's, well, I know it's a very special relationship and I hope it keeps growing day by day. Absolutely, absolutely. So going back on, obviously, 
you talked about, you know, going through some of those darker times and, and struggles and things. So kind of now you've come to this really good point in your life. What do you think you would say to your younger self if you could be there talking to your younger self as a support? What do you think you would say? <laughs> so much. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think I'd say two things. The first one being as simple as cut the attitude because inside you're hurting. Mm -hmm. And I know that's quite blunt, but actually in the environment I was in, I got a lot better when I moved schools and the housemaster that I had was much more just straight talking. And I think as a young lad who had an attitude, I needed that. He tried really hard and it, the penny... I didn't drop, but it lodged into place. Why do you think you had the attitude? Can you, can you point that to anything? I think through school, I just really struggled from an academic perspective. And for some reason, there was still a very egotistic kid there, a very supposedly confident kid. And admittedly, I think one of the things that comes to mind when you ask that question is I had two brothers who thrived at school. Top sports teams, top academics, all those kind of things that I strive for but just couldn't get. And I think because I was almost a bit embarrassed when it came to showing my parents what I got grades-wise or being on a B or C team compared to them being on the A's, I think that made me just go the other way and go, well, I'm not going to try any harder. I'm actually just going to be a bit of an idiot. And so I covered that with just the buzzing personality that everyone thought that I had. But the other piece of advice I would give is just be yourself. Mm. It's absolutely exhausting being mm. anyone but yourself. Mm. And I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah. From a business perspective, from a social life, it sucks hanging around with people you don't actually want to hang around with. So just cut the BS <laughs> and I know and, and that's the thing once and you just find be yourself. your own yeah when you find your own path if you think you know there's a possibility you may have felt like you were living in the shadow especially of a two you know twin brothers at the you know older brother at the head of the family or whatever or <laughs> older brothers so you need to find your own place and not be like them and the great know? thing is is I don't feel that at all now which is amazing I don't feel any short shadow and that's not because of the fact that they're not doing as well as me in life. There's nothing to do with that. It's because I'm in a position now where I'm 100% myself. Mm -hmm. And if, I think if I'd done that when I was at school earlier and just swallowed the ego and just gone, Angus, this is you, be you, I think I might have got there a little bit faster. But mm -hmm. that kind of feeling of living in the shadow now is totally gone, which is quite an amazing position to be in. Mm -hmm. And doing this podcast like this makes you suddenly realize it. And that's mm. why I love podcasts so much is I find in them that all this just realization comes into play, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's your journey. And this is why you are here where you are now, you know, and that all that makes you, you know, so that's absolutely great. So um, how do you kind of get discipline and mentality to kind of perform? And obviously you're into fitness and in business as well what do you think where do you find that from it's a really hard piece of advice to give 
when you say this is how you become disciplined. But I did do a podcast on it recently. So <laughs> there's a whole episode. <laughs> there's a whole episode if you want to listen on the Angus Walton podcast. But I think it has to come from within. I can shout it at someone, you need to be more disciplined. But unless you want to change on a personal level, then realistically, I don't believe you've got much hope when it comes to becoming disciplined. But one of the things is keep it simple. So small daily tasks over time will evolve into huge things. And this can be as simple. First thing, get up, make your bed, brush your teeth, have a shower, make sure your shirt's iron the night before, have your breakfast, whatever it is. And you could write 10 things. So I stole something from David Goggins, who's this yes. ultra marathon. Fittest man in the fittest world. Man, <laughs> toughest man toughest on the planet. Man in the planet. <laughs> and he uses the accountability mirror as a method. And I use it every day still. And three things. So I look myself in the mirror and people go, you're bonkers. But I'm like, well, I'm really happy and life's good. <laughs> so you can call me bonkers. That's fine. But three things every day. I look myself in the mirror and say, you've got these three things to do. And sometimes simple, sometimes difficult. But if at the end of the day, I've not done them, I look myself in the mirror and go, just give myself a big tap tap, right? <laughs> so you're telling yourself off. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and over time, that has an impact. But I think the other thing is routine. I think yeah. unless you have some sort of routine, you're never going to be disciplined. You know, getting up at the same time each day. I found that lights out by 10 o'clock in the week. Weekends are much more flexible, but the football's done by 9.45, so bed by 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's really key. I think sleep is a, a huge factor on my performance. And I know that if I go from 10 to 6.30 sleep-wise, I feel great. If I go from 12 to 8.30, don't feel nearly as good. Which I don't actually know too much science behind that. But I think also find the things that work well for you on a personal level. Exactly. Stop Everything copying other people. Yeah, everybody is different. Cold water therapy is a prime example. So I'm a big advocate for it. And if I was down in Cornwall every single day, I'd be in the sea. But I don't have access to that. And I don't want to have a tub in my back garden because A, I think it's rank. And B, I kind of feel like it's become a bit of a trend that everyone now hates because people won't do it unless they've recorded it and put it on a story. But cold water therapy can be as simple as a 10-second blast in the morning to just give you a little bit of a shock. And for me, it's that one thing I do as soon as I get up, even if it's 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, sometimes it's more if I have time. But if I'm in a rush, then so I'm in a rush. Uh, and I think the impact that has is you do something that you don't want to do from the get-go. Mm. And your mind goes, oh, right, that wasn't that bad. So let's do the next thing that I don't want to do. And it has a knock-on effect. And we talked about also enjoying the challenge, you know. You know, I talked about that before. And I think that's the thing, you know, you hit challenges in life, but you've got to kind of enjoy overcoming that. You know? Yeah, of course you have. And it's even days where I don't feel as motivated. And naturally, motivation comes in waves. But more often than not, the reason is, is because I'm not challenging myself enough and I'm procrastinating. Anyone listening to this, think when you feel your worst. More often than not, is because you've done something you shouldn't have done or you've not done something you should have done. Mm -hmm. So you're procrastinating. And as soon as you realize that and go, right, okay, I've got five things to do today. Once you've done them, you're satisfied. Great. What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing the next day? 
actually, no, this day I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to focus on my own mental health. Great. But set yourself tasks. And that, over time, when you complete them, you'll become more and more disciplined. And I think what you said there about kind of personalizing it for you is really important. Like, for instance, you know, I know between um, me and my partner, like, I'm really good in mornings and getting up in the morning and I can do get loads done. Um, but my partner's very good in the evening and then, you know, at night, some people are night owls or whatever and they can get a lot done in that period, you know. So one thing can work for someone and that's productive for them. But, you know, for me to stay up late at night and try and get things done, that's not going to be productive for me. So, you know, it's kind of whatever works for you and finding that. Um, and people can be equally productive in different ways. Exactly. It's, it's the same when it comes to weight loss. Mm. So every single diet, as we know from a weight loss perspective, leads to a calorie deficit. But if you see your friend has done intermittent fasting or cuss out carbs, that doesn't mean you have to. And if you don't like doing what they do, don't do it. There will be another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So just because someone else has done it and they've had success doesn't mean you should do that way. Again, creating a podcast. Everyone has to kind of have their niche a little bit. Otherwise, it's un- it'll be significantly harder to grow and succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, we talked a little bit about, you know, building your personal brand. And, um, you know, what do you feel kind of going forwards um and this leads on to kind of what your next steps are and your plans for the future what what kind of uh can we expect or do you have plans for the future or are you so just in, thinking in the moment so in short i really want to have an impact i've had a good my whole life and i've been very very fortunate and i really really want to just have a dramatic positive impact on as many people as I can. So along the line, I won't give too much away, but going to be bringing out a platform which is going to be focusing on helping men in their 20s. The reason I'm creating that is because of the fact that I know how hard it can be mentally and I'd love to completely change the path of young individuals who just feel a bit lost, young men. And I feel that with the experience I have with my business and with what I've been through and obviously a couple of other people involved as well, what they've been through, I feel like we really can have a dramatic impact. Mm. And that really excites me, a project like that. Definitely. Sounds absolutely brilliant. And we'll be keeping keeping in, in touch to find out what's going on with that. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me, Angus. Um, all of Angus's details and links are in the show notes. And thank you for listening. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It was presented by me, Dr. Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at Dr. Underscore Richard Double Underscore or visit my website, www.drrichardlondon.com. And this is a Pod People production and the music is by Delhi Music. And we will see you next time.